Yeah. They got a lot of bullshit on these radio stations these days. So we resort to the podcast. Because that's the only spot you can get the truth from. From the true artists. Tapped into the underground. Let's Let's go. go. 30. Yeah. Trying to delve in the mind of an artist who's honest Who ain't trying to market the nonsense We on this Planning for all this at office is awesome And y'all done listening to awful and awkward Songs in rotation on stations at losses Creativeness ain't it a shame that it's all come right to an end But we all must seek to reach a mighty mighty master with loss and ENT Shit What's going on, everybody? I am Timothy Lawson, host of Mighty Mighty Marston House, a podcast where I bring on hip-hop artists to talk about their music, the hip-hop culture, and we dive into their lyrics and learn about their creative process. This podcast is brought to you by Lawson Entertainment with Marston House Recording Studios in Philadelphia. If you're a Philadelphia artist and you are ready to put your music on i was almost supposed to say music on wax but i don't maybe we're maybe we're putting our music on mp3 now i don't know what is it what i don't know what we're pressing anymore but if you're ready to get into the studio call or text 609-496-8031 hit up marston house and book your time to record today if you're enjoying the podcast, and I know you are because so many of you hit me up saying that you enjoyed my interview with Trev Rich last week, go to lostinentertainment.com to check out more of our programming there, or be sure to subscribe to Mighty Mighty Marston House in iTunes. And the last bit of housekeeping, Marston House is notorious for their awesome ciphers. If you haven't checked them out, be sure to go to youtube.com slash X. House M A R S T E N X House and check them out there. Hezekiah, enjoy. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. So let's let's start with you know how you got introduced to hip hop because this is unique to everybody, right? Everybody, <laughs> you know, it's the, it's that first CD. It's uh, tuning in to BT, MTV, whatever it may be, it's watching the kids break dance in school. It's different for everybody. Right. How was Hezekiah introduced to the culture of hip hop? Yeah, it just started off as a, uh, uh, you know, when I was a kid, um, like starting off with my uncle, you know, they had, he had like a band. So I started producing with him, you know, um, just doing like soul music and stuff like that. Hip hop came from my older brothers. They both rap. Uh, I think I fell in love with the production first. Okay. Before uh, rapping, so you know I fell in love with the music because I was, uh, you know, I was I was groomed to be a producer, and uh, I, I um, started loving the craft of MCing like later on in life. I was a producer and then I was a dancer. Okay. You know. And you know, so what what was it about the production side that that captured you? The beats, man. Just how it made you feel, you know, because being a dancer, like. Just the the bass and, and how, you know, it, I guess it's, it comes from James Brown. Like everything, the one is so important. It always comes back on the one. Just the bass and the, the bass and the syncopation. So then what then got you into emceeing that? If you were, you know, if you were producing and then dancing, what led you into becoming a rapper? I have no idea. I think just playing around, it was, it was, it was honestly fun. 
to rent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because uh, uh, production was serious. It was so serious for me. <laughs> Damn, I never even thought about this. It all it all plays transition. Everything transitions. Like, production was so serious to me, and that was, like, my real thing. And then, like, rapping was just a joke. Not a joke, but just, like, you know, like, um way to release and a way to uh exercise your brain or whatever. So just freestyling, and then I started, started, like, writing a lot. And then I'm producing, and I'm producing, like, soul singers. I'm, like, finding out that um my rapping was helping me write songs faster for singers. And that was me as, as a teenager. And so, do you remember a time then, shortly after that, where you realized that there was a significant jump in your in your talents? Uh, you know, whether it was a song or a moment or an album, whatever it may be, you reflected back on it like, man, I, I'm getting really good at this. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't think a lot about it. I never thought. Um... Uh, it was it was it was d- during my first album. It took like till 2005 for me to think that I was special. You know, it took the roots. The roots had a manager named New, named Nura, and she would always like don't always tell me not to listen to people. They don't know what they're talking about. Like you got you got something special. Like you know, she would she had to beat this shit in my head. Like you know, it, it would be no Johnny Popcorn. If it wasn't for her, she used to tell me, you know, like, don't listen to these people in the soul scene because that tell you that you can't sing because they come from the church. And according to them, nobody can sing. You know what I mean? Right. She said, so according to them, David Bowie can't sing. According to them, Bob Marley can't sing. And Otis Redding can't sing. And yeah, she named all these singers that were like, you know, not church singers. You know what I mean? Sure. That had certain characters about their voice. But. It took that, and then also, I didn't. I never really looked at the whole picture of Hezekiah. I was just looking at me as a producer or a rapper that can songwrite. I never looked at everything under one umbrella. Like, fuck, not everybody can do this. Until 2005. So my answer to your question is like 2005. New Rock from the Roots, the Roots crew told me that told me how special I was and how special my talent was. So, I mean, fast forward now, 10 years later, which aspect of music do you find yourself enjoying the most now? Do you enjoy the songwriting, the performing, the producing? What part do you fi- are you more involved in and enjoy more now? Right now, it's the, it's the uh, songwriting and performing. Okay. Songwriting and performing, yeah, and, and producing, you know. Um, I'll say songwriting and performing, number one. Okay. And you... You know, so you mentioned Johnny Popcorn. Um, we'll in, we'll let's let's get an introduction to that briefly before we move forward. Um, you know, when did the idea of Johnny like what exactly is Johnny Popcorn for the listeners that aren't familiar? And then sort of how did that concept come along? Jeez, Johnny Popcorn came from. Um, I don't know if you know who Tony Whitfield is. Tony Whitfield is um Bilal's bass player, and he produces a lot of songs for Bilal. Also, he's the producer of Johnny Popcorn. We used to hang out and just during like shit, the Black Lily days, the, you know. So we used to hang out and just like joke on a lot of people. Like Rich Medina had an um, open mic and we used to sign fake names to the list. And just as a joke and just to hear him yell out a name, you know, that was, yeah. you know, and Johnny Popcorn was like a joke name on the list. And the crowd's reaction was laughter. So we was like, yo, 
that's our band name, you know. And we didn't even mm-hmm. have a band, you know what I'm saying? We was just like <laughs> we were just like demoing songs for yeah, he would like produce and I would like write songs to the uh to his production. So, you know, one of the artists was Bilal. So what would happen, like a lot of the um stuff that didn't make it on Bilal's albums would end up in a pile. And we all of a sudden had like a pile of like an album that sounded pretty good. So it was like, shit, this album's Johnny Popcorn. So we joked around with it and just passed, you know, gave it to a few people like here, ha ha ha, here, check this out, ha ha ha, it's a joke, you know? And then like Questlove was loving it, like, like yo, what are y'all doing with this, you know? And then yeah. we was like, yeah, we ain't doing shit, it's a joke, man, shit, you know? So fast forward five, six years later, we just threw it out online, just throwing it out. That was like 2010. We threw it out online and, um, it got pretty good reviews on his own, you know. So now we're taking it serious right now. We have an actual, it's an actual band, like a real band, uh, a trio, drums, bass, and guitar, and myself and this this up uh, this um female um singer too. So it's she and I as leads, and um, we're Johnny Popcorn now. It's an official thing, and we have an album all complete with the videos are all done. Everything's ready to go. It's about to drop in April. And, um, it's the, the first real official Johnny popcorn album. Yeah. Very cool. So the reason why I wanted to make sure the audience was familiar with that is the next question is about your creative process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tell us, tell us about your creative process with when you're doing Hezekiah hip hop. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and then how is that different or how is it any different than when you're doing songs for Johnny Popcorn? Well, Hezekiah usually starts with a, um, a beat and a concept, a beat and a hook. I always start with a beat and a hook with Hezekiah. It, the beat talks to me, you know, um, I, I, I scat, I usually start off with a scat, which is no words, just patterns. That then it didn't, or a melody singing the hook over top of the beat scatting and then the words come and the words dictate where the verses go so um after that then i get to writing the verses i don't write without beats anymore because it i I tend to like like about five years ago i started like making myself write two beats because um um your vocals an instrument so what I do now is use my vocals like an instrument and dance within the rhythms of the beat and the melody of the beat with the vocals. So that's what, that's what I do now, you know. And then what's so for Johnny Popcorn is that, you know, how's the process over there um, compared to what you do with Hezekiah? Johnny Popcorn is all natural. Hezekiah is more thought out. Hezekiah is much more strategic, thought out, grab the pen, erase it. Write it over, rewrite, rewrite. Johnny Popcorn is usually, it's natural for me, man. Like, it's just where I come from. Yeah. You know, I come from hip-hop, too. But Johnny Popcorn is, for some reason, it just flows faster and way more natural than Hezekiah. Like, I can come up with a song in, like, a half an hour. Verse, hook, bridge, done. Everything, you know. Yeah. So I I like to, um, you know, I've been listening to, some songs from your library. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like to like, I always like to pull out a, a lyric or two to oh, sort of shit, decipher and, and, and get into. Um, <laughs> I found on your song, don't get in your way. Um, 
forgive yeah. me if I forgive me if I didn't hear this correctly, but from what I I heard, uh, I was headed for greatness. What's the concept behind that? That line. Uh, the concept from that line is um, it was like I was signing the Rockets at the time, like 2007, and I was I was like you know world tours and all that stuff, and I you know it's my fault I burnt a couple bridges, and also I dropped out of the game I stopped for like two years, and I shouldn't have done that, and um, it, it was just like a it's a self reflection. But I also say, you know, I was headed for greatness now, great depression. But if I didn't get a grip quick, I would have been sick in the head. It was like, um, if I didn't, if I didn't like look at the glasses half full instead of half empty, I would have been fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, um, you know, you still have blessings. You still have relationships that are, you still have, you still have resources, man, to pull from in your life. You, know. you said you, you said that you burn some bridges. I think it's um, you know in, in everyday life we sort of we, that's sort of said kind of casually, mm-hmm. but in inside of an industry like hip hop, it's a significant event for oh, yeah. you know to because everybody knows everybody, everybody talks to yeah. everybody, and you may have burned one bridge, but mm-hmm. a lot a lot of people are going to hear about it. A lot of people can be influenced from it. What did you do to sort of get through that? Um. Stay a real dude. My word is my bond, and I am who I am. And the people that are left are people that are like-minded. See, my bridges were burned not because I was wrong, but my actions were like I was. I'm a physical person. Like I'm not a. I don't do passive aggressive. I do aggressive. So you, it's like you can't act passive aggressive to an aggressive person, or you're gonna get dealt with aggressively. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm an aggressive person. So you can't like say some sly shit to my face. And, and, and especially when you're totally wrong and then say some fly shit behind it and not get punched in the mouth. So <laughs> the people that are left are hard people. The people that are left in my life are thick skinned and upfront people that had no intentions of doing me harm or, uh, cause I mean, shit, incidents was like with Red Bull. Beat Red Bull beat um, beat tune like you know I created Beat Society you know um, a, a producers event which was like the first of its kind and Red Bull was our sponsorship and then our representative for Red Bull and another friend of our of Beat Societies decided to drop Beat Society and then create their own spinoff of Beat Society Red Bull Big Beat Tune and I'm like nah this can't be right so. They come to Philly on tour and they come, they do a show in Philly and my beast society partners are there and they're like, no dude, this is beast society. And I'm like, yeah, they did. They, they kind of like any, and then our producers were on stage, like ill mine and like people that we, you know, we help make, you know what I mean? And so, so my, my beast society partners are mad and leaving the event. And I'm like, all right, so let me stick around. You know, I see Jonathan, let me let me talk to this dude, you know, after the after the event. So I asked him, hey, man, what happened? Like, how did this happen? You know, how did you know? Why aren't we involved in this? And he's like, well, we give you guys a shout out that you guys created this this whole concept. And I'm like, dude, but we should have been involved business wise. Why aren't we? Then then he's like, um, well, I can do business with who I want to and, you know, whatever. And I'm like, dude, but it's not right. Like. 
And he had FUs come out of his mouth. And I'm like, dude, calm down. You know? <laughs> right. Then he's like, fuck you. I can, I can do business. You trying to tell me what Kenny can't do? I'm like, dude, calm down. I was like, if you, I was like, you drawing attention, like, and you're in my city, like, calm down, like, I'm like, I want, you know, I'm just trying to understand. He sure, started sure. taking off his chain and all this other shit, so I just punch him in his mouth. So let's uh, <laughs> let, let's let's roll into a uh... <laughs> let's change subject. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, let's uh, you know, it's, it's it's this is I don't I still don't know really what to call this other than like a lightning round. Um, this right. is just quick answer or quick questions for quick, with quick answers. Um, we'll start with if I could if I could get on the phone and get any artist in the world to come be on a track with Hezekiah or Johnny Popcorn. Mm. Who do you want? Who do you want me to call? Ooh, David Bowie just died. So damn, that's out of the question. Rochelle Pharrell, Kendrick Lamar, um, and George Clinton. Okay. Nope. Prince. Okay, Prince. There you go. Um, same question. If if I could get a producer to come do a track for Hezekiah, mm. who, you, who do you want to call? Prince. <laughs> Prince, huh? Yeah, man. I would say Barry White, but you know he's going. He's going. Shit. What, what if What if I open up that question to Dead or Alive? Uh, Barry White. Barry White. Okay. Barry White or Isaac Hayes. Very well. Um. If you could perform anywhere in the world, where would you want to perform? Either a venue, a town, a certain country, wherever. Hmm. Um, Cape Town, Africa. Okay, Cape Town, Africa. Nice. Yeah. Um, I think you're not the first person to say. I think I just had Trev Rich on the show recently. Actually, I think he said South Africa as well. Hmm. Um, yeah. If uh, and then last, if if tomorrow you wake up, your vocal cords are shot, you can't rap or sing. But you still want to be involved in the music industry. I presume that you would just t- uh, take off with production. But is yeah, there any man. other aspect of the of the, of the music industry you'd be interested in, in doing? Um, videos. Videos. Okay. Yeah, I, I do videos now, but I don't do them. I, you know, I do them like here and there. Yeah. yeah. And then lastly, outside of music, what's something that you enjoy doing that maybe other people don't realize that you're into? Skateboarding. I skate. Okay. Yep. I'm older now, so I skate for um, exercise. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I tried, I'm 30 now, and a few years ago I got on a skateboard just to, just to mess around, and I almost fell, and I realized, man, that would hurt a whole lot more now than it did 10 years ago. Right, dude, yeah. that's, how, that's how I messed my arm up, yeah? It's horrible. It's, yeah, and I'm older now, so it's like, this shit is not healing fast. <laughs> uh- Hezekiah, you sent me a uh, a track to use as a feature track by Johnny Popcorn, mm-hmm. um, and because that's something that's coming up, I think that's uh, it's be good to feature that. I think let's uh, do it. We'll, yeah, let's let the listeners hear uh, some Johnny Popcorn. The track's called "Go Go Go." Mm. Uh, lead us into the track. What should the listeners know about this before they hear it? The song is called "Go Go Go." It's about living your dreams today. I say, I say that resolutions and dates are for procrastinators. If you want to do something, do it today. Stop talking about it. Do it and go, go, go. Perfect. Where can they, uh, where can they check out the music uh, or the new album once it drops? Um, JohnnyPopcorn.com. The album is called Totem Pole. Check it out everywhere. iTunes, everywhere. It's going to be available on, on um, physical copies, CDs. You can order from threecrates.bandcamp.com. 
perfect. Go, go, go by Johnny Popcorn. Hezekiah, it was a true pleasure talking to you, sir. Yeah, man. Thank you. Now everybody want to go downtown, but nobody want to leave this country. Now everybody want to see the world, but nobody want to get up and go there. Now everybody want to take that flight, but nobody want to get out the house. Everybody want to take that flight, but nobody want to get off the couch and go, go. Nobody wanna work too hard.